The Value Project Podcast, adding as much value as possible to inspire our listeners to achieve more out of life. Buckle up, it's about to get real. Hey legends and welcome back to The Value Project. I am James Rowdy and you are... Nate G. <laughs> this is episode number five and today we have a special guest on the podcast, Duncan McIntyre. Duncan is an entrepreneur, founder and CEO of GrowMofo and Duncan McIntyre Group. Duncan is 21 and has run multiple successful businesses throughout his life. Duncan, welcome. Welcome guys. Yeah, welcome bro. Welcome. Mate, thanks, thanks for coming. Mate, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's... Uh... Just saying to you guys before, it's sort of the first first podcast I've done uh, in my career. So yeah, I really appreciate coming on and um, yeah, excited to tell you a little bit about, about myself and, and my journey so far. Amazing. Thanks for coming, mate. So yeah. right. so let's dive straight in. So you're 21 years old. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, and man, I wish I started when I was 21. Dude, anyway. the, the kids these days are yeah. getting younger and younger and younger. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's let's crazy. let's rewind. So yeah, just give our listeners um, a bit of history about you know who you are. You started your first business when you were 15. Yeah. 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 Literally. So um, I'll give you guys a bit of background. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I was in school when I was 15 and, and effectively wasn't the best academic, um, but I was always interested in sort of entrepreneurial ventures and I was always thinking about, you know, the next and smartest way to do things. Um, and when I was about 15, my, my old man actually, um, who, who's one of my best mates and, um, has taught me a lot. He actually, um, was a real estate agent just in my local suburb and, um, he was getting out of real estate, he was getting a bit tired and um, he sort of, you know, stumbled across the idea of doing something in the tech field, which is um, very sort of reminiscent of where I'm at now. Um, but yeah, we effectively sort of started on this crazy wild journey um, when I was 15. My dad plucked me out of school um, and he said, let's go over to India and um, figure wow. out how to develop, uh, yeah, develop some technology and build a wow. real estate app. It was, it was effectively like a realestate.com um, competitor. Uh, but with more of a social element and taking a lot of the uh, social media components of what we see today in, in LinkedIn and things like that and effectively putting it into real estate platform. So yeah. We How long did you spend in India? We spent two weeks there. Yeah. It was a very interesting experience. I bet. Um, we, yeah, we, we flew over very entrepreneurial style startup. We uh, flew on Air India. Um, which was a bit of an interesting, interesting, uh, humbling experience from the old man, but, yeah. um, but that was pretty interesting, you know, turbulence every 10 minutes. So, uh, but we got over there and we sort of started a journey. It was actually with a Australian business that we engaged. They were a, um, like a technology consulting firm, yep. um, and very expensive one. If that they're not around anymore. Um, but we effectively, yeah, started meeting them, meeting our development team over there. And, and I started learning a little bit about how to develop technology and, and how they were basically scaling, scaling their development team and, and business as a service. Mm. Um, and we were obviously utilizing them for, for the platform. So we started, that's where I sort of really got introduced to technology and, and developing it. Um, and yeah, we, we basically built that business, you know, I went from 15 to sort of, I was managing, um, full-time employees when I was in year 11. Wow. Um, yeah, I had a little, little office in Ridge Road, much, uh, much humbler than the office I've got now, but, um, we started off there and, and basically built it. We, you know, we built it to 30,000, uh, real estate agents in here, 
um, in Brussels, um, in Belgium. So it was worldwide? Yeah, it was, it was worldwide. We effectively, and, and I'll, I'll touch on the journey of how we got to Europe, but, um, cause it was a Flemish speaking country. I didn't really, I didn't speak the language, Yeah, but, um, we were effectively, yeah, we were building that business up and, and it was a very true startup. And, um, I basically, I started getting into crypto. I yep. was sort of, um, you know, towards the end of being 16 and, um, it was sort of the start of 2017. It was very, um, before it got very hot. Um, and we were, you know, thinking of ways to scale the business. And I was thinking a lot about, you know, tokenization and, and cryptocurrency and property. Um, I thought it'd, you know, be quite groundbreaking, which, you know, it still hasn't really got there now, but, um, back then, you know, everyone was giving it a crack. So I started getting deep into the crypto community, basically was doing an ICO, um, at 16 uh, 17 yeah. 17, so 17 doing an ICO yeah so I was, on and what was the yes, cryptocurrency we were the fifth ICO on Neo blockchain yeah so like the Chinese and that was, yeah. was that 2017 yeah mid mid 2017 yeah so before the massive bull run and then what was the eventual crash? I remember but back back in the, the day shit, Neo was the hot the shitcoin era yeah that was when the yeah. old coins were pumping yeah, 100% that's um, when yeah Neo was hot back then it was hot it was the first crypto I bought so I started yeah. sort of yeah getting into it and then I thought you know I was basically um you know icos were getting very well taken up in new new blockchains at the time so you could foster the whole community pretty quickly so yeah it grew the telegram sort of like forty thousand um members we had a lot of interest sort of had like 4.4.5 to 4.6 million committed yeah wow. um, and then basically just sort of pulled out um just due to the, sort of the legal frameworks in Australia at the time and, and the way it set a few things up, but it was a blessing in disguise and you know, it was a great learning yeah, experience. Yeah, you learned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and that business um, sort of continued on. So basically I dropped out of school, uh, started year 12, continued scaling that up. Um, and yeah, we eventually sold that business and um, sort of moved on into what I'm in now. And is that business still around now? Yeah, it's still around. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so you sold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Sold components of it, um, yep. and basically stayed on as a as a minority shareholder. And yeah, that that's still being used by you know Century Twenty One and and a bunch of different sort of oh, real wow. agencies over there. Yeah, I don't. That's cool. Yeah, I don't know exactly how well it's performing now, but when I left it, it was uh, in good hands. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Man, your well dad done. did the smartest thing ever. Pull you out of school. That's what. Like, <laughs> I yeah. wish I had that. They, like, because you got to learn like from a young age. Oh, um, like. Yeah, I think these days too. You know, it's just like the, what were we the younger generation age? have so. Oh, mate, you know who knows? <laughs> yeah, but the younger generation these days have so much more. You know, access to things. You know, and and opportunities. You know, so for was, sure. So yeah. your dad already sort of had that entrepreneurial bone in his body. Yeah, kind well, of thing. yeah, but he was very much um, not in the tech field at all. Um, very much just sort of in real estate. You know, worked really hard for a long time and. Um, and we're sort of getting sick of it. It was kind of just by chance and, and by luck that I kind of fell into technology per se. Mm. Um, but yeah, that, that was an incredible experience. I think, you know, f from my perspective, um, there's no way I'd be, you know, I'd probably be a very different person if, if I didn't go through those things and, and sort of, you know, big credit to my old man for pulling yeah, me out. My mum, you know, supporting me in, yeah. in, you know, doing my adventures and, and trialing um, because, you know, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows. Just, we lost a lot of money and, you know, we made a lot, lost a lot, mm. um, but you know, the, the learnings are there forever. And you know, that's sort of the premise, which I'll get into later, but the premise of now what I'm doing with Duncan McIntyre group, obviously yep. still CEO of Grow Mofo and that's my main focus and, and the main business I'm scaling, but, um, the fundamental learnings, you know, will be with me forever from a tech perspective. Yeah. 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 So I think 
So just on that, you know, like like you said, you, you made a lot of money, you lost a lot of money, but the learnings are still there. And I think that's real powerful, you know what I mean? Because these days, a lot of people are just too scared to, to start and yeah. too scared to fail. And, yep. you know, and, and I think once you become more comfortable with that, you know, and especially money's a tool, right? So yeah. you can use it. It's there to be used as a tool. You'll always make more money. Yeah. You'll lose money, but you'll always make more money. And I think, like you said, you know, it, it's pretty powerful um, saying that because it just, it goes to show you that you, you've learned valuable lessons and skills that will last you throughout yeah. the rest of your life. And, and, you know, I think onto that, and that was going to be one of the things I'm going to touch towards the end, but yeah. um, we can get into it now because it's a topic that I'm truly passionate about. And I think, you know, most people, the, the fear of not succeeding and the fear of not, you know, giving it a proper crack or feeling like they're not good enough to give it a crack is a reason why most people don't get started. But mm. that was effectively, I, I was kind of lucky in a way that naively I fell into it. But, you know, looking back now, you know, that I would recommend to everyone to give it a proper crack, you mm. know, because you never know. Like, you never know how it could turn out. You uh, know? That, that's that's the most exciting part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. And, and I think for a lot of people, um, you know, especially like where, where we're all situated in Australia, like got so much opportunity to just, you know, give it a crack, you know, regroup, give it a crack again. And like, you know, you're going to, you're going to be all stop, right. Though. A yeah. lot of people try once and stop yeah. and give up. But, yeah. but if you give... I actually like, no, I don't, I don't, I won't say I like failing, but I like not succeeding because I, then I look, I, I go, what did I learn out of this and how yeah. can I improve next time? You know, and it just gets easier and easier. And then you almost come not accustomed, but like it's learning experience. You don't look at it like failing anymore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it. Cause like for me, my mindset and I, I you know, I share this with a lot of close friends when I talk to them about, you know, what they're doing and, and when they ask me about how I've sort of navigated through what I've done so far. And, you know, one of the things we always talk about is you've got to be comfortable going to zero you mm. know? and like, if you're comfortable going down there, then, and it gives you a little bit of a rush. Like when you start doing it a few times, then you're going to be, you're going to hit it out of the park eventually. Yeah. 100%. And, I, and like, I think where most people, one of the scariest things I think I see with like entrepreneurs who are starting out is like they tiptoe on the edge and like, that's when you actually don't get that far because if you tiptoe on the edge and you don't actually fully commit and like actually risk to, to get what you want, mm then, you know, you're going to, you're going to be beaten by someone who will, yeah. and they're going to risk it, you know, risk it all. And, yeah. and that's, I think becoming more prevalent even today, you know, the competition in the world today is so fierce, you mm. know, especially the globalization and, and, you know, like I, I know, for example, for myself with my team now in the Philippines, um, which I eventually, you know, built up, like, you know, they're, you know, incredible, incredible, um, developers and coders you know on on par with some people here that are you know multi six-figure salaries but mm. you know it's just just through globalization you can access them you know it's only been sort of the last 10 15 years that yeah. that's been possible yeah it's crazy I think that's, isn't it? yeah but that's why you got to be like ready to fully crack give it a crack mm. yeah so how did you start grow mofo like yeah where did that yeah. all come about yeah, or do you want to that or do you want to take it back f further for Duncan no, I, th I think I think group. grow mofo is a great thing to chat about because that's um it's my passion and it's something that really like I'll, I'll give you the story but um effectively when i was building realista which was the which was the real estate prop tech startup i um i started to get into marketing because i had to market to get new customers to start learning facebook ads and, and doing all that sort of stuff and um it came pretty prevalent that 
unless you were really going to put in the hours to learn how to do marketing properly, um, you, you really have to use a service or of, of some sorts, whether it's an agency or you have to get someone in house or you have to get freelancers. But, you know, back then sort of even only five years ago, um, that was quite difficult to sort of find the right people. And, and, you know, they were sort of commanding a lot of money and, and retainers and things like that. And I started basically looking at it as a, as an opportunity to help the small business owner navigate what, so, you know, everything else has become so easy and transparent and the access of information today is very, very, um, prevalent. Mm. But one of the things that I think was getting left behind for the small business owner was actually how do I navigate marketing without engaging, you know, a service that cost me thousands of dollars a month. Um, and you know, that was kind of an industry I saw ripe for disruption. So I basically, I was, I was flying back from um, the U S and I was sitting on a, um, I was sitting on a plane. I was thinking about my next venture after, after Realista. Um, and it was actually when I was doing it, it was, um, a medical cannabis telehealth platform. So this was a bit before Gromofo, but I always had Gromofo in the back of my mind. Mm. Um, you know, the medical cannabis telehealth platform pollen was simply just an opportunity that came up through a business partner that I was working with at the time. Um, can but, we just touch base on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I'd love to what, is, what, yeah. is, what is pollen? Yeah, so Pollen's a um, medical cannabis telehealth platform, also a holistic wellness platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, covering a range of different things, not just not just cannabis. Yeah. Um, you know, it's completely medical. It's got telehealth. Um, you know, prescription management, doctors on board, um, and effectively, I met my co-founders um, and was able to be the the tech the tech piece. So, effectively, I assembled um, a technology team um, based out of my office in Richmond, but also over in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And we effectively spent the next 12 months building that out. Um, and I sort of rolled out, you know, a lot of the funding for that. And um, we basically built it. So, um, you know, and, and we're still, you know, a minority stake in that business. And that's been quite a quite a successful venture for us. Yep. Um, but, you know, really helping people. So focusing on, um, you know, I was always fascinated with telehealth and sort of natural medicines. Yep. Um, so this was a really good alternative wellness access point that I thought we could bring into the market. So that's effectively where that started. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. cool. So, so when you say telehealth, it's they sort of, they go onto the platform, book in a consultation yeah. via like a FaceTime or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so we built, we built like a proper inbuilt, um, like one-to-one doctor to patient FaceTime that's type insane. mechanism. Um, and you can also take notes in there while you're in the video consult and stuff. It's a pretty comprehensive you, platform. Yeah, you created this tech for us. Yeah, 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 we've created the yeah. tech and that, that was my um, involvement in the team. Um, and yeah, you know, that, that's been proven to be a massive success so oh wicked yeah and that oh, so well done on that and then so so you got out of that and then you you obviously had grow mofo but in the back of your mind yeah yeah so yep. it, was, it was in the back where'd of my mind ca- sorry where'd you come up with that name i'm just wondering there. um <laughs> actually it's really funny i um well i was because i was always thinking about disruption yeah and i um have you seen like vino mofo like, you know, uh, like the like wine. Mofo, it's mofo like the wine. short for motherfucker, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah, we all know that. It is. It is. No, so <laughs> yeah. like it was the, it was the wine. Um, it was like a wine business, like famous wine um, online store disruptor in okay. Australia. Um, so we're like direct, like online. Yeah, sort of, direct online. Like, like they really, they really disrupted. Style. Yeah, they really disrupted a lot of like the wine space. There was a, what's that one in Richard? Direct wines or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's so similar to that. Um, okay, but it was right. very much like you'd order, you know, order like a select different mix to your house every week, stuff like that. Yeah, wicked. Um, but they were like a massive Australian success story. And it was only by coincidence. I was watching that on the way back on this plane. <laughs> I was watching their Australian success story. 
And then I was literally thinking about a name and I was like, you know, cause I got burnt by these agencies who like charged me thousands and like direct debit in my credit card when I said no. Um, and like, that was very much the tactics that were being used on a lot of business owners. I effectively thought about something a little bit disruptive and saw gromofo.com come up and I thought, you know, it's, it's very suited to what we want, you know, just literally grow motherfucker kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just get on with it. And yeah, that's yeah. a disruptive, uh, disrupt, disruptive piece of tech, um, that I think is really going to take over the market in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, How long have you, has it been going? Yeah. So we, we started, um, so I, I'll, I'll go on with the story. Yep. I basically, um, through the medical cannabis venture, pollen, um, the wellness venture, I met um, my co-founder Sohan. So he was um, doing the marketing advisory for um, the business, and you know, effectively, he runs a quite a large agency here in in Melbourne and and Sydney. And I thought, you know what, this is a really good good fit for actually scaling this out. You know, I could bring the technology to the table. He had the marketing experience and also the um, the pain points of of an agency, and he could see the market shifting, you know, he was on the other side of the table per se, mm. um, in terms of what I wanted to do. And we basically came together and, and it was just a, a good fit. And that was about only a year and a half ago. So, yeah, wow. um, yeah, grandma has only been sort of incorporated for a year and a half and, and we, you know, we toyed around a little bit. Um, but when we were really getting started and I think this is probably an interesting, um, an interesting part of the story, we effectively, like I was, I was doing a little bit of, um, we had to come up with money effectively yeah. to come up with cash to build this platform. Yeah. And I didn't have that much of it. I was all in different ventures. Um, and he, you know, he's very much running his own business. So I thought, you know, ways in which we could come up with money. There's a few. So I thought, you know, let's start building websites. Yep. So we started building websites, stuff that was easy for me because I'd already been doing it. And we did that. And then, um, we started doing a little bit more and then I started getting into e-com and then, um, like one day I saw, um, it's a funny story. I saw, I, I walked out of my office in Richmond. I saw a, um, friend of mine mm. and he was selling like masks and this was just when the pandemic hit. Yeah. Um, so, and I was like, well, that's, um, he's like, yeah, man, I'm running back and forth from the post office of actually, I've been selling all these masks. I can't keep up with demand and all this stuff. And that was like literally probably four or five days into masks being mandatory. So was at the he was very just start. doing it like selling them locally or? Yeah, Shopify, them? Shopify. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay, beautiful. And I was like, man, that's awesome. And then um, I went back to the office and I was like, I never built a Shopify really. Like I'd played around with it and I was like, there's probably an opportunity here. Like I could easily do this. Mm. Um, and we started, we started straight away literally building out this store is called only essentials it's still running mm. um and in our first month we did 110k yeah nice um and then that basically from there you know it scaled up to several hundred thousands where it's at now but we basically used all that money to kick off grow mofo yeah, which wicked. a lot of people don't know about. So it was just by seeing your mate out there. It was just one of yeah. It was one of it those was just meant to be. It was one of those weird things, and it, and it's one of those things that are definitely for the listeners. Always, you know, when you see an opportunity, and you have that gut sense of like, I could probably do that, or not not to say just copy people all the time, but mm. when you see things like that popping out at you, you should definitely take it, um, you know, in a calculated way because like you know, if I hadn't done that, probably would have been a lot harder slog. Than, um, than what it was to get where we were and where we are now. Um, but yeah, so effectively started using that money to build up the technology. Um, you know, it's just me and Sohan, a lot of late nights working away on it. 
Um, and yeah, we've started getting our first few clients. We really launched it in um, January of last year. Mm -hmm. So it's been about a year, but um, not in its full form where it is now. It's very much just like an MVP, so minimum viable product. Yep. Um, and we started getting on customers and it started growing from there. And then we did a capital raise um, with some really, really cool investors who, I, who I'm lucky enough to call my mentors now. And um, yeah, we basically use that capital scale at where it is now. You know, we've got a team of 10 locally, 11 overseas. Um, wow, that's awesome. And yeah, we've, we've got some really, really big clients like F45, um, 12 round boxing. Um, yeah, just a bunch of really cool clients now. Next so, level. Yeah. <laughs> Next level. <laughs> Next level. Fav favorite client. Favorite client. <laughs> no, but it's, yeah, I mean, like, well, I've only only just joined up at the end of last year, so I haven't <laughs> utilized the technology completely, but it's, it is, it is great technology, you know, like, yeah. um, especially from, you know, for someone like myself who's got a digital agency where you can, yeah. you know, manage clients and stuff like that and the scheduler, like, yeah. I think that's the game changer with with the whole technology that you've got. But yeah, it's, appreciate um, that, man. Um, but yeah, it's, and, and I think the beautiful thing about your company is, you know, it's, it's universal. So it's yeah. not, you know, it's not just one niche, you know, you've got, it could plug into any business, right? Yeah, any business. Yeah, yeah. we've got fitness businesses, hospitality businesses, trade businesses, just, yeah. Really so essentially sort of, you're just, you run the marketing that through. Yeah, yeah so effectively we, we have a platform that does post-scheduling. So you can set up your calendar well in advance. Yep. And then we also have an automated ads platform. So effectively you can run all your advertisements on Facebook, Instagram, Google, all at once. Um, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok eventually as well. We're going to become one of the first partners with TikTok. Yep. You can actually um, run it all in one dashboard. Yeah. And not only that, you can actually choose from a range of audiences we've already pre-selected. So you basically become an ads expert. So with it's like click. simplified. It's all in one, one place. Yeah. yeah. It was basically like for, it was built really, it is built for businesses who, you know, whether you're a, a one man band and you want to run all of your ads in one place and actually still get really good results because you're actually accessing audiences from an expert, which mm. we've already curated for your industry. Mm. Or if you're, you know, a super large business and you've got a marketing manager who needs a tool to execute multiple campaigns all at once, you can do that. I think, so, I think the thing that I liked, you know, about, most about your product is when we, for anyone out there who runs Facebook ads or anything like that, as soon as you go into a business manager, it's very daunting. You don't know what the fuck you're looking at. <laughs> CPCs, you know, like uh, ROAS, all this stuff. And you're just like, it's very confusing for, especially people starting an e-commerce brand yeah. or business. You know what I mean? So I think with what you've done, you've put into a sexy dashboard yeah. and just made it super easy. Like yeah. you said, you've, You've got all the algorithms there for all the the ads and stuff like that. So it's just it's a plug and play. It's a plug and play. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful piece of technology. So yeah, and that's yeah. what you want a plug and play. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. So yeah, that's been the Gromofo journey so far. We're, we're in a yeah really exciting position. We've got clients in many different countries around the world now. So just my main focus every day is building that. So scaling it up. That's amazing. So um, so what does the the next sort of twelve months look like for for yourself and Gromofo? Oh, so I reckon uh, heading into probably our next um, like funding round. Yep. Um, just based off the the traction we've had so far, and and really scaling up a team and scaling the technology to to take on yeah large volumes of clients and and just focus on growing that growing that um yeah solution and offering for people that need it. Yeah, right. So yeah. how many clients have you got at the moment? We're well over a hundred now. Yeah, so, well, and then yeah. and what's the goal? What does that look like? Yeah, and and we haven't, and for a precursor as well, that that's not even releasing our new tool. So these are all 
like high high touch clients at the moment that are utilizing the tech mm. but we're about to launch um probably you know in two three weeks our beta which is basically anyone can use it around the world for 99 bucks and we've got a free scheduler so anyone around the world can use the free scheduler and is it's that, probably one of the best is that yeah. 99 bucks a month that's if you want to do ads, ads and a premium okay. scheduler but you can use scheduler for free yeah yeah wow oh, that's cool so that's um yeah that's something we're, we're working on at the moment yeah, yeah. so that's gonna that's gonna really take it to a new level yeah that's super exciting. It man. is. It is very, very what, exciting. What else are you working on? Do you oh. want to share? Yeah, do you yeah. Have, yeah. Do you have um, some other things you're, yeah, you're working so, on or you're passionate about? Or Yeah, so um, probably the only other thing I'm really spending a lot of time and working on um, is Duncan McIntyre Group with my old man. So that's yep. effectively uh, we're developing some property um, at the moment. So um, like really, really cool sort of um, lifestyle lot type developments um out, out in the west of melbourne and then we're looking at a few different things yep um so that's yep. really sort of the only other thing i've been um doing so that's that's set up purely just for like it's like a property development sort of firm yeah yeah yep. but um eventually the goal within doug mcintyre is to effectively um build like a bit of a mini vc so we oh. want to be supporting supporting new startups and, and investing in new businesses and, oh, and support yeah like you know my my goal is by 25, you know, I want to be well off the tools in terms of running a day-to-day business and, you know, just be looking for the next big, the next big hit. Yeah, um, cool. So the next, like big, a, next big person to support, you know, market. So, so like a launchpad kind yeah, of. Yeah, launchpad. For, yeah. yeah. And for startups. Yeah, give them the, give them the knowledge I, you know, I had to learn through a lot of, uh, a lot of trial and error and hopefully they can skip a few of those hurdles. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And, and you know, give, cool. them, give them the much needed cash to get their ideas off the ground if, if I think they suit. Um, the yeah. mandate so that's what i want to do by by then so focus on you know listing companies and you know mergers mergers and and um yeah acquiring different businesses that's that's amazing dude well mm. done yeah congratulations so, so what is um so you know in terms of you know just back to grow mofo you know in terms of of scalability and stuff like that so what does that look like like in the future you, as, as are you guys looking at like a potential ipo in the future or yeah, I, yeah like what, honestly what? i think right now it's um our, our focus is pretty laser laser clear in terms of just focusing on getting as many customers as possible as many people on board and and down the track who knows you know it could be um, a range of different um potential outcomes uh, but at the moment i think like everyone's loving enjoying the ride mm. so I uh, hope, yeah, I hope that doesn't uh, doesn't get acquired or anything anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, probably probably a few years from now. But um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the main focus at the moment. Just enjoying it, enjoying it, and getting to the next level. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's yeah. the most important thing about any business is like enjoy the journey. Yeah, like, enjoy. And oh, you I, have to. I know sometimes that's hard, but you really need to. You have to. Yeah, and I think you have to also. Um, it, it makes it so much easier when you believe in your product, like. You know, with what with what I'm building, Gromofo, I haven't even got it in got it in enough hands for me to feel comfortable with saying the job's done. Yep. I need to see. You know, I want to start seeing the impact of of how people can really take control of of their own you know social media presence and and do a really good job and grow their businesses. You know, and actually change their lives a bit. Yeah. How do people um, find Gromofo? Just chromofo.com. Okay. Nice and simple. Easy. Nice and simple. Easy. I just thought I'd ask. No, no, I love it. No, it's a good one. (laughs) Just for the listeners so they know. So chromofo.com. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, like we've talked about, you know, all the success. Okay, wait, let's let's talk about some of the lowlights because I just want it to be raw and honest. Yeah. Well, what would be, what's the biggest challenge? Well, some of the biggest challenges that you've faced being an entrepreneur or or running Uh, Gromofo? I think, 
um, it's it's a really interesting one because um, I'm just thinking there's so many. <laughs> but um, I, I think it's what's what let's what's one big event that sort of impacted you the most. I think it's um, probably actually coming back from when I didn't have anything else to do from that first venture. Mm. I reckon it was sort of like the, the you know, where do I go from here? Where do yeah, I go right. from here? And, and you know, um, that was sort of, that was quite difficult because, um, you know, I think also given my age and, and the way I was operating and the way I still, you know, I've kind of, I wouldn't say loosened up a little bit, but I've definitely learned to not be as hard on myself as I used to be when I was younger, mm. a little bit younger. Um, but it was probably, it was definitely that, um, yeah, just that sort of being, being harsh on yourself and after that, um, because yeah, I didn't really know what to go. And I think a lot of my identity for myself was very much, you know, related to a project or projects at the time. So I think the hardest thing is, you know, sort of when I was growing up, you know, being so heavy at work, like all I did was work all the time. Um, I really sort of only stopped or well, not stopped working but like stopped going as hard and, and being so strict on myself about a year and a half ago yeah um or two years ago um but you know that was probably the biggest that was probably the biggest thing like just learning you know kind of get your own identity outside of what you do as work and, mm. and kind of so did you feel like yeah. when you weren't when you in that lull period that period in between that yeah. you had nothing because that was your identity yeah yeah yeah, yeah literally Literally, so it's, it's probably that's probably the hardest. Do you find, do you find that hard? Do you when when you, when you make something, you know those the, the businesses like you did, and then you know sell them or, or they they just fizzle yeah. out. Does it feel like a part of you dies? Like, do you have that emotional attachment to the business? Yeah, like, I, I I do, I yep. do definitely, and um, I think the it's kind of part part um you know attachment to the business, and then part sort of attachment to the journey. Mm. I think that's um. Because, you know, the stuff you're doing on the journey that you enjoyed and the stuff that you didn't enjoy, you're not, you can't do anymore. It's, and it's just a different version of it. Um, yeah, right. But, yeah, I think that, that was probably the hardest thing for me, being completely honest. I yep. think it's, um, yeah, it was definitely finding, um, yeah, finding a lot of identity outside of just what I do um, and, you know, actually doing something different than that. Because I didn't, I wasn't doing anything else. You know, I didn't play any sports. I didn't really go out that much. Um, that was only that's only been so more sacrificed recently. all those those teenage years yeah for working <clears throat> literally literally wow. and then paid that, off. yeah yeah it paid off it paid off definitely um put me in a better position than if i didn't mm. but i think i'm really sort of starting to learn now how to balance that out a little bit more as well because i've started to learn like i turn 22 tomorrow but like i've started to learn that it is quite long like i felt like it was short and i had this like these um you know goals on me i wanted to be here by this age i want to be here by this age and then i started to realize you know and really identify with the fact that it's not a race and you're yes. on your own path correct and once i realized that you know a lot a lot of things have kind of come into perspective now because and and it's it's actually made probably the work that i do put into projects better because it's I'm not as I'm not as uh, strenuous yeah. on myself. Yeah, it's yeah. taking that weight off your shoulders because yeah. you yeah. you put all that weight on your shoulders, especially at a young age. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's crazy. Like you know, did you ever get to points throughout the whole you know journey? Like even with you know that ICO, you know, like you said, managing four point seven million dollars, where you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, <laughs> you no, know? no like, yeah, man. And like, oh, there's plenty of times like it's really, really just like 
tough times mentally. I bet, yeah. Where it's just kind of like, you know, fuck is everything, is it ever going to work out? Yeah. And, you know, and that's, you know, I actually, I've come to learn that no matter what level you think you're at, you still go through those things. Yeah, of course. Like, and I think that's one of the things that have, that's mellowed me out a little bit. Yeah. Because I've started to realize, you know, even once you do get to a certain level, you do start succeeding more, whatever you think you're doing, that's better than where you were previously when you're dealing with those things. Those topics are still going to come up. They're just different. Yep. Mm. So, and those feelings are still going to happen. It's just different. So it's all part of the journey, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And mm, I think that's, is. that's the exciting thing with, uh, it's a cool with, story. Huh? Yeah. You, it's, got a, you got a very unique story. Like, I've, I don't know anybody that's been pulled out of school at like 15 years or yeah. 15 years were old. Were you any good at school or were you just sort of like, nah. just didn't, did you always have that entrepreneurial sort of, you know, mindset, if yeah. you will? I, I think definitely. Yeah. I was always the, I was always the kid volunteering at the coffee cart. Yeah. You know, I enjoyed running that little business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was sort of 14, 15, doing all that stuff. So yeah, I definitely always had it in me. Do you think your dad sort of helped drum that into you as well? You know? Yeah, I think, I think so. Definitely. Yep. Um, But I wouldn't, yeah, I would. I definitely felt like it was quite natural Yeah. probably. And you know, it's probably just being around, um, you know, my parents growing up or whatever and listening to their phone calls and, and what they were doing. But yeah, I was very much always into business. I was always very much trying to do yep. something, make a buck. That's very interesting. <laughs> that's, that's were, you, were you buying things from the canteen and selling them? Yeah, I was doing all that. I was doing <laughs> all that all extra stuff. in the playground? I used to, I used to, yeah, I used to skateboard a lot. I used yeah. to skateboard a lot when I was really young and I used to actually, um, when I was 13, I figured out what Alibaba was mm. and I got a bunch of skateboard decks sent over and I used to sell those. So I was always ah, doing, so I was always doing stuff like, I was always doing that awesome. sort of stuff. I can tell. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cool. I think the, um, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, it's always sort of. It's funny. Way. Just, just back to, you know, what were you saying? You know, like your parents sort of have, having that entrepreneurial sort of mindset and, 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 and you would listen to their conversations and stuff like that. And I think that goes back to, you're a product of your own environment. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, if you're in a, it's like, like we've said on other podcasts, Nate, where you know, if you hang around, you know, five people who are doing drugs, you're going to be the six. You know, if you hang yeah. around five people who are entrepreneurs and you're going to be the six. Yeah. So I think, you know, like environment, is, it's a oh, big impact. In, environment's huge and, and like, you know, I'm the first say incredibly blessed mm. for the for the family that I've had and, and the support I've had because, yeah, like, you know, it would have made a lot of those times 10 times worse. Mm. I, can't, I can't imagine. So, um, yeah, no, environment's massive. Yeah. But I think you can also change your environment to a degree. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I think that's the cool thing about life. I mean, we've, well, me and Nate have definitely done that, you know, through throughout, you know. Yeah, for sure. We're fucking. Constantly we're, adapted. Yeah, exactly. Like, evolved, yeah. yeah. But you can, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's just, uh, y your story is, you know, very interesting. I love it because it's just like, you know, like, well, we've got a 10, 10 year age difference. And yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> I know. It sounds like such a huge amount of time and it is. But it's just like for what you've achieved over such a short period of time, and I'm just like I'm super proud of what you've done and what you've Appreciate achieved. That, right? And I'm just like, it's just I, you know, to get you on the podcast is is really special to just oh, share this with you guys everyone. Having me on. Yeah. Um, I've never actually, I've never really explained it like this. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah like oh, I've explained cool. it to, I've explained it, um, you know bits and details to different people over time but never like this and, and yeah no i really appreciate giving me the platform oh, that's to do good that. man that i appreciate yeah, you i love the story. story i love the story like yeah. it's really cool yeah. i've Super got cool. i've got one more question for you um so 
you know, as we are evolving into Web3, how does that uh, affect GrowMofo and your business and your outlook on, on Web3? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yep. Um, and that's something I've been asked a lot, you know, sort of because we're very much Web2-based uh, advertising platform and, yep. and, you know, scheduling platform. Um, but I've always felt that there is definitely, and, and based off the conversations I have had with um, people within Facebook and, and stuff that's going on, there's definitely always going to be application for these sorts of aggregation type models. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether that's utilizing, not only are you going to advertise on Facebook 2.0, but you're going to advertise in the metaverse of Facebook. And then you can also get an API into Decentraland and Sandbox and you can put ads there for small businesses if they want. Wow. I, I think that's definitely going to happen. Um, and we'd love to be at the forefront of it. We are going to be, hopefully. Yep. Um, I'm sure we will be. But um, very much, I do believe it's going to be, you know, there's a lot of, my personal opinion is a lot of hype right now about um, metaverse, where it's heading. And, you know, I'm chatting to a lot of our larger clients about the metaverse and how we can do applications within that. Um, but I very much do believe that, um, you know, Web 2 is not going anywhere because there's, you know, there's half of the population doesn't even have internet. Yeah. So, like, I think there's like, there's elements of um, where I'd probably feel like the topic is a bit overhyped. Um, and it is something I feel like a lot of people are getting on just to make sure they're on there in case, mm. <laughs> just in case, like I'm talking yeah, brands yeah, and, yeah. and they, stuff, they're going, Hey, they I want to buy land in the metaverse just in case, you know, yeah. so I can have my store in there. There's definitely going to be applications of, you know, people and, and mass communities joining those sorts of platforms. I do believe that just like they are on Facebook 2.0 right now mm. and Instagram and all these platforms and TikTok. Um, but yeah, I very, I very much believe that there's going to always be application for both elements and at, at least at least not for a little while. You know, like there could easily be a future where we're all in Oculus Rifts mm. and we're sitting in the Decentraland and going, yeah. why would I touch a phone? Yeah. <laughs> but like... I think, yeah. we're, until, I think we're a few years away yeah, from that. I think, like the metaverse stuff, yeah. We're, I think we've got to, I yeah. think we've got to have... Um, there'll be, I think there will always be an element of balance Yep. Um, because it's just the way humans are. Some people simply won't like it. Yeah. So, um, that's, yeah, that's sort of my opinion on it. And, and the business, you know, has been set up in an aggregation model to always adapt. So whatever we do think is the next thing for a business where they should advertise, we'll just plug it in. Yeah. That's awesome. And then whatever the formats they need to actually get on, get into the metaverse and advertise, we'll, we'll provide them to them or give them the tools to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Am I anything to do with NFTs or a company looking at it and in it and it like Gromo for yeah, looking at it and NFTs? Think, yeah, thinking thinking about doing we've got a bit of an NFT project in the works. For okay, Gromofo. cool. Yeah, nice. yeah. I think, That's exciting. Um, yeah, it's gonna be very much in line with sort of um yeah, you know, potentially doing an NFT for companies who want services and, and you know, in these realms mm -hmm. in the in the metaverse and things like that. So definitely um I'll keep you guys posted yeah, on that. Yeah, keep us posted. So what, like holding the NFT will give them access to Yeah, that. well, we'll give, it to, give them access to services so, and, and, and the platform and, yeah. and the ability to, you know, maybe redeem a credit in, in different worlds to advertise. Who knows? Yeah. We're still working on it. So, and you have like these conversations, you know, around NFTs. Um, obviously, you know, me and Nate are very into NFTs and, and Mate, I, live in, I live in it. Like my <laughs> life is consumed by you live NFTs. In a, I know. Your, your job is, your job title is living a discord. I was saying in our last episode that that I spent I was awake for thirty hours last week from Wednesday twelve PM to like Thursday like eight o'clock at night or something. whatever the thirty hours was. How? Just like just so 
like well, just high off the information, basically. Yeah, no, nah, just like in creep. Well, it's creeps. Like, yeah, but that's what I mean. You're yeah, high off the information. Yeah, so much going on. Yeah, yeah, just so much going on because it's a play to earn game, and you got to be active. And I wanted to have the best strategy, so I was, I was like Rain Man. You seen that movie yeah. when he's writing all this shit? That's that's what I was doing. <laughs> strategizing. <laughs> yes, full like strategizing shit. Um. Yeah. So Sorry, back to, I digressed. Back to, a bit. That's right. No, no, I love it. <laughs> back to the question. I was just um. You know, so obviously, you know, with your clients and and, and these are the discussions that these businesses are having. Yeah, it's like obviously, like NFTs and and whether it be crypto metaverse. This is at the front of their mind. They have it. Yeah, having yeah, these it's discussions. Very, with it's business. very prevalent. It's yeah, right. It, I, I definitely get the vibe. It's um, it's still quite like on the back burner in terms of like you know focusing on normal operations, everything like that. But definitely, um, some of these larger organizations are having conversations about it. There's no doubt. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, definitely looking into it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, I think it's... um, It's it's, mass, it's going to be a massive disruptor, I think, especially in real life, just the NFTs and the, and the technology behind it and what you can do with it. It's going to be huge. Well, I think, yeah. I think it's... So this is another thing. I think the whole metaverse thing is a bit of a soul trap because they want people to live in a fake reality yeah. compared to what we have around us that's in my people, opinion people like it's a bit it. of a soul trap because it's gonna get people stuck in it and they won't want to leave the house they won't want to you know what i mean that's only my opinion people yeah. people are doing that on web two though you know and it's, so it's so it's people in lobbies and in servers and i think that that's essentially what the metaverse is it's just how does it become more interactive you know, yeah. Um, but you're right. Like it's, I think you know, in the next decade, twenty not, years, it's going to be like that. I'm not even in the metaverse, and it's a soul trap. I'm spending thirty hours away. From yeah, that's the, it. Yeah. The <laughs> in front of the screen, so it's already happening. Yeah. But no, that's a like you've got a really unique story, and I love oh, it. I appreciate and, it, guys. And I like I don't regret anything I've done because I am where I am right yeah. now but like I wish I had it started like you know when I was your age like I've only started like in the last three years really getting my shit together so like that's right properly, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's a beautiful thing we're all on different yeah, journeys exactly yeah and I think it's just cool when you know it's not that you compare but it's just that you discuss your different journeys and just go oh you know you've done done it this at the stage oh that's that's different to what I was doing at the stage and I think yeah. that's the cool thing about it um, it and it's just, you know, like, like you said, you know, you only just started three years ago. I mean, probably the same for me, um, you know, partied for, I don't know, from 20, well, 17 to, to 29, you know what I mean? So it was just like, that was a big blur, but now it's like, Mate, you came out partying. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know, <laughs> the name Rowdy of you know, big shoes to fill. So, um, but you know what I mean? So yeah. and I just think, I think that's a cool thing, especially with your story, you know, just, it's it's just it's it's different and uh, i know i and love hearing and that's why you yeah. know we want to get you know yourself on on this podcast and, and oh, obviously yeah. more guests doing great. um just to to share their journey and go hey we're all human we've yeah. all got different journeys doesn't matter if you're 30 or 35 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 50 or 60 you know like you can still start you know my uncle He's six, 61 or 62, just started his first business oh, last wow. year. That's amazing. And, you know, turned over 300K in the first year. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's what I want people to know. Like, it's never too fucking late. Like, oh, 60, you're still young, man. Like, well, for me, the way I'm looking at it, you know, I'm 31, coming on 32 in it's April. Young, I'm looking at it. Young, uh, young. I'm 30. We're all young. Young, young. 31% of life is complete. 
I'm living to a hundred. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know what me I mean? too, bro. So, I told my dad. T- it's funny you said that. I told my dad that I'll live to a hundred. He's yeah. like, Nathan, come on, you're not living to a hundred. I was like, Yeah, I am, Dad. Yeah, that's you it. watch me. Hundred <laughs> percent. You watch me. You and and, and, I mean? and that's and that's how you look at it, right? You know, it's just like, mate, I'm fixing on long term. You know, like, you know, and it's just a different mindset when you know for our conversation three years ago when it was you know, the fast die young or whatever it may be, yeah. you know, to now. Yeah. Um, mate, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Just one little last word. Um, so for our listeners out there, you know, we've, the, the, the podcast is called The Value Project and we Love just it. want to, uh, what's one piece of value that you could give to our listeners that uh, they could take away? Yeah, I was um, actually thinking about this when I was driving over. Um, I would definitely say to just get started. Just get started. Just I know it sounds a bit cliche. Yep. But no, I love it. I think get but started. Just take the plunge. Just, just get started and, and you know, you're never going to know where you're going to end up. So just get started. There's no. And, and I think just on that. So, you know, when you say just get started, it's like, if you've got nothing, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah, you it. know, and if you, if you, if you just start, it's like anything, it just compounds over time. Yeah, right? and risk a bit and then risk a bit more and then, and then, uh, and then hopefully you get the reward. Yeah. And you can keep going. I love that value. I would say the same. I, I love that you said that because it's it's the number one thing. Yeah, just get started. Just well, get I, started. I think we all say that. You know what I mean? We just we tell people just get started. So yeah, that's it's a, a very powerful yeah. bit of advice. It sounds like you said so cliche, <laughs> yeah. but it's 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 feasible in, in everything what we do in our lives. It's like oh, I want to I want to get fit and healthy. You got to start. Yeah, exactly. I want to start a business. Well, just start. Just start. Yeah, you man, know, you're like our listeners, like he's been in business for like six years in multiple businesses and his one piece of advice or yeah. for value is just get started you know what i mean yeah. there's no other secret to it that's yeah. it just yeah. get started the longer you put it off that. the longer it's, it's not going to happen yeah so i appreciate uh having me on boys all right it's we, really good thing thanks for coming yeah, on man thanks we, for coming, bro. we uh we, we appreciate your time so um yeah again thanks for coming on uh we just want to say thanks for everybody for the love and support so far uh, the feedback that you guys have all been giving us is, is is overwhelming. We're grateful for each and every one of you for taking time out of your day to uh, listen to the podcast. Um, please like, share, subscribe across YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Uh, thanks again, Duncan. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, bye. Peace, bye. guys.